Chapter 13 Unfortunate Conclusions With his mouth shut tight and his feet moving as fast as thoughts could make them, Milo ran all the way back to the car. There was great excitement when he arrived as talk raced happily down the road to greet him. The humbug personally accepted all congratulations from the crowd. <laughs> Where's the sound? Somebody hastily scribbled on the blackboard, and they all waited anxiously for the reply. Milo caught his breath, picked up the chalk, and explained simply, It's on the tip of my tongue. Several people excitedly threw their hats into the air. Some shouted what would have been a loud hurrah, and the rest pushed heavy, oh, pushed the heavy cannon into place. They aimed it directly at the thickest part of the fortress wall and packed it full of gunpowder. Milo stood on tiptoe, leaned over into the cannon's mouth, and parted his lips. The small sound dropped silently to the bottom and everything was ready. In another moment, the fuse was lit and sputtered. I hope no one gets hurt, thought Milo, and before he had time to think again, an immense cloud of grey and white smoke leapt from the gun, along with it so softly that it could be hardly heard, that it, could, that it was hardly heard, came the sound of, but... It flew towards the wall for several seconds in a high, lazy arc, and then struck ever so lightly just to the right of the big door. For an instant, there was an ominous stillness, quieter and more silent than ever before, as if even the air was holding its breath. And then, almost immediately, there was a blasting, roaring, thundering smash, followed by a crushing, shattering, bursting crash as every stone in the fortress came toppling to the ground and the vaults burst open, spilling the sounds of history into the wind. Every sound that had ever been uttered or made from way back to when there was, to when there were none, to way up when there were too many, came hurtling. Oh, out of the debris, in a way that sounded as though everyone in the world was laughing, whistling, shouting, crying, singing, whispering, humming, screaming, coughing, sneezing, all at the same time. There were bits of old speeches floating about, as well as recited lessons, gunshots from old wars, cries from babies, Auto horns, waterfalls, electric fans, galloping horses, and a great deal of everything else. For a while, there was total and deafening confusion, and then, almost as quickly as they'd come, all the old sounds disappeared over the hill in search of their new freedom, and things were normal again. Do you know where you are? Yearn in this endless epic. And here there be dragons. Welcome back, heroes and adventurers, story seekers all. I am Mr. Castle, aka the Real Slim Yeezus, and I am here with my brother, the innumerable, the esteemed. Definitely. 
Real Thick Yeezus, hey, a.k.a. Right. Sean Smith. Uh, and we are delving into the continued pages of the endless epic of The Phantom Toll Booth by Norton Juster, as illustrated by somebody with the last name Pfeiffer. <laughs> Dues dealt, that's... Yeah. Jules Pfeiffer. There, there we go. go. Jules Pfeiffer. Uh... So real quick before we get before we get scooting on, yeah, you've um, got an annotation there. There is a really about. neat annotation here about one of the uh, the illustrations that never made it into the book. Okay. Um, and they have the they have the illustration here, and it's a, a, a little butt, the word butt. Okay. Just soaring over the trees. Right. <laughs> That's funny. B U T. B U T. One T. Uh, Studied by Jules Pfeiffer, uh, oh, I'm sorry, studied by Jules Pfeiffer of a butt shot from a cannon, uh, which is what the illustration is, uh, in a set of notes headed business, Joster recorded his idea for a group of characters to be called butt people, like butt people, maybe a goat. Uh, and that's, that's the note <laughs> from his, uh... That's funny. This preliminary concept later morphed into the scene that played out here. Right. Um, okay, but the author's choice for the word, starting with the letter B as the one to be fired from the canon, uh, can be linguistically... can be said to be linguistically sound. B words are among those linguistics uh, or linguists called plosives. Huh. Uh, words starting with a consonant sound that is produced by an interruption of the flow of air in a vocal tract flowed, followed by a sudden burst or release of air. Huh. That's... But. That is so <laughs> perfect. Uh, man, he really did. He, he thought of everything. That's crazy. That, like... <laughs> People are going to stop listening to this podcast when we move on to another book because we're not going to be able to gush as much. Right, yeah. We'll actually we have to have like commentary and, and other uh, thoughtful... Well, but you don't ever think about stuff like this. Like, right. this is a part of our language. This is a yeah. part of shit that we're all supposed to... Stuff that we're all supposed to learn. And uh, we just... We don't ever really think about it. Right, it's, yeah. It's just... It, it falls to the wayside in day-to-day -day life. Right. Um... You know, that's, it's part of schooling. I've actually been talking about this with one of my friends recently. It's just, schooling is not made fun or interesting. Um, so you often forget most of the things you learned in school. And then as you get older, you relearn things. Well, I, I think you should, I think you should replace fun and interesting with, with engaging. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Um, because like, I, dude, I couldn't tell you half the shit that I was supposed to learn. That's what I said. With the SHIT. Um, uh, stuff that I was supposed to learn growing up. But now, like, I'm, like, right now I'm on a history kick, dude. I love history. It's like I'm on the Egyptians. And it's just so fascinating to learn right. this stuff. But when I was, you know, whatever, 11, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't want to know. I didn't want to learn history. Well, and that's, that's one of the big issues is that we don't actually... Uh, point out the interesting things about history right we give a date we we assign a a, a, a seemingly mundane association to that yep. date and that's it yeah like, if if we really delved into what happened in history based on the text that we have from the people like, who wrote it for instance let's, it's super interesting let, stuff let's let's take uh 
1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Right. Right? I've actually been learning a lot of interesting stuff about him. That's too. boring as crud. It's stuff. Stiff. <laughs> but if you were to tell kids like Christopher Columbus to start with was an explorer who wanted to find a new route to India. Right. And accidentally discovered a whole continent that no one in Europe knew about. Discovered that and the, the it, earth was round. No, no, he didn't discover that. That 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 was already known. It was believed, but it was not widely accepted at the time. It was mostly accepted at the time. Most agree to disagree. Most most people. We still haven't it. fully no, accepted no, 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 no. that the no, earth was you not had, round. You had idiots that believed the earth was flat, <laughs> as you do today. <laughs> you had absolute dunces. But then. Christopher Columbus became one of the greatest propaganda writers of all time. Actually, that's also incorrect, too. It was the guy who came after him who translated his journals, or transcribed, sorry, transcribed his journals. Because we don't have any of uh, Christopher Columbus's journaling or any of his writings. None of that survived. We don't have any of that. We have, we have transcriptions from the person who came to the colonies after him, I can't remember his name currently, but who transcribed his, and then we have translations of those transcriptions of his journals. Right, no, I'm not talking about his journals, though. I'm talking about the letters he actually sent back to Spanish royalty. Like which ones? The, 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 the stuff that he spent, sent back to Spanish royalty, talking about how America was a paradise, and how people would definitely want to live in America... And all of these other these oh, other well, things. Well, I mean, he wasn't wrong. He was in South America, to be fair, not North America. So right, but he de he completely understated the harshness of the climate and the environment well, to get different. more money from the Spanish crown. Well, they sent him back though too. Even even after that, even before no no before that, before he was writing that stuff, they sent him back. Right, with more money. But it's but it's it is more it is way more interesting than well. Right, this than, discussion right here proves that because most people. A hate Christopher Columbus and call him a like a colonizer, colonizer or, and, or, and, a, or and a, uh, selling children into sex slavery and murdering indigenous folk. You, well, let's not which, talk about that in the family podcast. Well, I'm just saying that none of that's true. Like it's completely right. inaccurate information that is just spread because his name is the most popular when it comes to colonization of the Americas. But it was it was like South America. Not it was South America. He didn't give anybody smallpox blankets, and he chopped. Uh, he dismembered the Spanish who were selling children into other things. There you go. He <laughs> he uh, he downsized the Spaniards who were uh, relocating exactly. Um, yeah, children in an inappropriate way. Yeah, and, and it has been misconstrued that he was the one doing the selling, and then and. It, See, there's actually some stuff in that that I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, I, I there, there's a that. ton, dude. There's a ton. And I'm like, it's ridiculous. Point being, there's so many things that we learn or that we're supposed to learn in school that we that just go away. Well, and like, like uh, and going back to the book here, the 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 plosion, the B, the butt. Yeah. Like, that's so it like who would have thought to write about that to put the word butt in? Into, into a the cannon, cannon, like to blow up a, a wall yeah. that's containing all of the sounds. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it... kids learning is fun. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Just because it's not being taught to you, if you don't like something, ah, here's a challenge. If you don't like a subject, go out and learn about it independently. 
Because I right. guarantee you, you will be more interested in that learning stuff by yourself it's than gonna you be ever the will in school. Bore, most boring statement I've ma- ever made on this podcast, but that is how I got into logarithms. <laughs> Dude, no, like <laughs> the, that, like that's a really <laughs> that's that's funny. But math is a great point of uh, like. Uh, uh, contention in school okay, this because is gonna, it's so... Do, do you know what logarithms are? Yeah, I do. I yeah. like logarithms. Right. They're very and, interesting. And <laughs> I, I like... A logarithm is so incredibly interesting to me because it is a backwards uh, power. Yeah. Yeah, no, logarithms are super cool. Again, 10, year, 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't have been able to talk to me about logarithms. I would have... Total, like my brain was. We just lost off. like ninety percent of our audience. So now they're talking about math now. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, we're gonna we gotta get to Digitopolis. You're gonna have to stick with us through the math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we're we're priming you, <laughs> math to come. What was that? Two chapters? Uh, I think yeah, we got two chapters away before we get to Digitopolis. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a good chapter, man. Digitopolis is good. Okay, uh, back to know, the butt. Back to the butt. One T. One T. Uh, the people quickly went about their business, talkative. Oh, I'm sorry. Got ahead of ourselves. Huh? Yeah, got ahead. The people quickly went about their busy, talkative business, and as the smoke and dust cleared, Milo, only Milo, talk and the humbug noticed a soundkeeper sitting discontented. Whoa, that is not the word. Uh, disconsolately, on a pile of rubble. I'm terribly sorry said Milo sympathetically as the three of them went to console her. But it had to be done, added Talk, sniffing around the ruins. What a terrible mess, observed the humbug with his knack for saying exactly the wrong thing. The soundkeeper looked around with an expression of unrelieved sadness on her unhappy face. It will take years. That's Milo. <clears throat> right? No, she, she she's all over the place. <laughs> it will take years to collect all those sounds again. She sobbed. <laughs> <laughs> and even longer to put them all back in proper order. But it's my fault, for you can't improve sound by having only silence. The problem is to use each at its proper that's a weird sentence. The problem is to use each at its proper time. I thought that I had read it wrong. Yeah. But no, it was, it was, yeah. it's just it's just justice writing. Yeah. He, he likes to like is... twist twist your tongue even if you're reading it to yourself. The, this book is the only book that can give you a cramp in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, uh, like, did I read that right? Hold on, I gotta let me stretch these. As she spoke, the familiar and unmistakable squinch, squanch, squinch, squanch of the dean's heavy footsteps could be heard plodding over the hill. And when he finally appeared, he was dragging an incredibly large sack behind him. Oh, God. Oh, boy. (laughs) Don't do it. Can anyone use these sounds? He puffed, mopping his forehead. They all came over the hill at once, and none of them are awful enough for me. The soundkeeper peered into the sack, and there were all the sounds that had burst from the vault. Wow, all of them, huh? Yeah. How nice of you to return them, 
Yeah, you're right. Her voice is everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> she how, she cried happily. Yeah. How plot convenience, conveniencing of you to find them. You're right. <laughs> you and the doctor must come by for an evening of beautiful music when my fortress is repaired. The thought terrified the din. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. The thought so horrified the din that he excused himself immediately and dashed off down the road in a great panic. I hope I haven't offended him, she said with some concern. He only likes unpleasant sounds. Volunteered Tom. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, she sighed. I keep forgetting how many people do. But I suppose they are necessary. If you'd ever really know... For you'd never really know how pleasant one was unless you knew how unpleasant it wasn't. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was just about to say, I, I felt like I knew where she was going with that, and I like yeah. I like that commentary because it's true. Like, you can't appreciate how good something is if you don't. Well, and even beyond that, like, we've had this discussion about uh, the, the whole discussion about free speech around yeah. the world. Yeah. People, people think that you shouldn't be able to say mean or angry things, but if the people who are mean and angry aren't allowed to see mean and angry things, you don't get rid of mean and angry people by doing that. No. You just hide them. Yeah. So you don't actually know how good or bad people are if all you're doing is making them be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's like you, like on the, on that note, that's why free speech is so awesome. And it's so important. Gosh darn important. Yeah. (laughs) Nice save. Yes. You guys have no idea how hard it is for me to not swear. It's practically like, uh, losing a breath every time he does it. Right. <laughs> she paused for a moment and then continued. If only rhyme and reason were here, I'm sure things would improve. <clears throat> That's why we're going to rescue them, said Milo proudly. What a long journey that will be! Wow, her voice is just it's everywhere. everywhere that, that's, I'm, I told what you. What a long, hard journey that will be. You'll need nourishment, she cried, and handed Milo a small brown package, neatly wrapped and tied with string. Now remember, they're not for eating, but for listening, because you'll often be hungry for sound as well as food. Hear street noises at night, train whistles a long way off, dry leaves burning, busy department stores crunching toast, creaking bed springs, and of course, all kinds of laughter. There's a little of each, and in far-off lonely places, I think you'll be glad to have them. I'm sure we will, said Milo gratefully. Just take this road to the sea and turn left, she told them. You'll soon be in Digitopolis. And almost before she had finished, they had said goodbye and left the valley behind them. The shoreline was peaceful and flat, and the calm sea bumped it playfully along the sandy beach. In the distance, a beautiful island covered with palm trees and flowers beckoned invitingly from the sparkling water. Nothing can possibly go wrong now, cried the humbug happily, and as soon as he'd said it, he leaped from the car 
as if stuck by a pin and sailed all the way to the little island. And we'll have plenty of time to... Oh, hang on. <coughs> and we'll have plenty of time, <laughs> answered Talk, who hadn't noticed the bug was missing. And he, too, suddenly leapt into the air and disappeared. It certainly couldn't be a nice day, agreed Milo, who was too busy looking at the road to see that the others had gone, and in a split second, he was also gone. He landed next to Tok and the terrified humbug on the tiny island, which now looked completely different. Instead of palm trees and flowers, there were only rocks and twisted stumps and long and twisted stumps of long dead trees. It certainly didn't seem like the place they had seen from the road. I forgot about this. <laughs> Pardon me, said Milo to the first man who happened by. Can you tell me where I am? <clears throat> Pardon me, replied the man. Can you tell me who I am? The man was dressed in a shaggy tweed jacket and knickers that were with long woolen stockings and a cap that had a peak on both front and back, and he seemed as confused as he could be. You must know who you are, said Milo impatiently. Well, you must know where you are, he replied with equal annoyance. Oh dear. This is going to be difficult, Milo whispered to Talk. I wonder if we can help him. They conferred for a few minutes, and finally the bug looked up and said, Can you describe yourself? Mm. Yes, indeed, the man replied happily. I'm as tall as can be, and he grew straight up until all that could be seen of him were his shoes and stockings. And I'm as short as can be. And he shrank down to the size of a pebble. I'm as generous as can be, he said, handing each of them a large red apple. And I'm as selfish as can be. He snarled as he grabbed them all back. I'm as strong as can be, he roared, lifting an enormous boulder over his head. And I'm as weak as can be. And he gasped and staggered under the weight of his hat. I'm as smart as can be, he remarked in twelve different languages. And I'm as stupid as can be, he admitted, putting both feet into one shoe. <clears throat> I'm as graceful as can be, he hummed, balancing on one toe. And as clumsy as can be, he cried, sticking one thumb in his eye. I'm as fast as can be, he announced, running around the island twice in no time at all. And I'm as slow as can be, he complained, waving goodbye to a snail. Is that any help to you? Once again, they conferred in busy whispers until they all agreed. It's very simple, said the humbug, twirling his cane. If everything you've said is true, added Talk. He gets more and more all might every yeah, episode. He definitely does. <laughs> Then, without a doubt, Milo concluded brightly, you 
Must be can be. <laughs> That's cute. Of course, of course, yes, of course! The man shouted. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I'm as happy as can be! <laughs> then he sat down and put his hand, his head in his hand and sighed. But I'm also as sad as can be. Now! <laughs> Whoa! Now, will you tell us where we are? Asked Hawk. His voice completely changed. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens. It happens. Uh, he's changing. Yes, he's he's evolving. Yeah, he's growing. This 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 forest is about transformation. Definitely. Um, uh, asked Hawk as he looked around the desolate island. To be sure, said Canby. You're on an I you're on the island of conclusions. Make yourself at home, you're apt to be here for some time. But how did we get here? asked Milo, who was still a bit puzzled by being there at all. Why, you jumped, of course <laughs> explained Canby. Oh, so good. That's the way that most That's just how he barks. He's okay. <laughs> it's not a dying bird. Nope. Huh. That is a that is a very very snooty Sheba. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You jumped, of course, explained Canby. That's the way most everyone gets here. It's really quite simple. Every time you decide something without having a good reason, you jump to conclusions, whether you like it or not. It's such an easy trip to make that I've been here hundreds of times. But this is such an unpleasant looking place, Milo remarked. Yes, that's true. Admitted Canby. It doesn't look like much from... It does look much better from a distance. Okay. <laughs> I get so far ahead of myself that I'm just reading two sentences at the same time. Yeah. As he spoke, at least eight or nine more people sailed onto the island from every direction possible. Well? Well, I'm just going to jump right back. Announced the humbug, who took two or three practice pains, leaped as far as he could, and landed in a heap two feet away. <laughs> mm, that won't do, scolded Canby, helping him to his feet. You can never jump away from conclusions. <laughs> Getting back is not so easy. That's why we're so terribly crowded here. That certainly was the truth. For all along, the bleak shore clustered on the rocks, for as far as anyone could see, were enormous crowds of people, all sadly looking out to sea. Isn't there even a boat? asked Milo, anxious to get on with his trip. Oh no, replied Canby, shaking his head. The only way back is to swim, and that's a very, very... 
And that's a very, very long and very hard way. I don't like to get wet, moaned the unhappy bug, and he shuddered at the thought. Neither do they, said Canby sadly. That didn't sound sad. <laughs> Neither do they. That's what keeps them here. But I wouldn't worry too much about it, for you can swim all day in the sea of knowledge and still come out completely dry. <laughs> Most people do. So good. But you must excuse me now, for I have to greet the new arrivals. As you know, I'm as friendly as can be. Over the humbug's strenuous objections, Milo and Tok decided to swim. And, protesting loudly, the bug was dragged along with them towards the sea. Canby hurried off to answer more questions, and the last thing he was heard to say was, Pardon me, can you tell me who I am? They swam and swam and swam for what seemed like hours, and only Tok's firm encouragement kept Milo struggling through the icy waters. At last, they reached the shore, thoroughly exhausted and, except for the bug, completely soaked. Ha! That's a cute... That wasn't bad at all, said the humbug, straightening his tie and brushing himself off. I must visit there again. I must visit there again. I'm sh very sure you will, <laughs> gasped Milo. But from now on... I'm going to have a very good reason before I make up my mind about anything. You can lose too much time jumping to conclusions. Oof. Preach it, Jester. <laughs> Preach it. Hey, that's Milo. Well. The car was just where they'd left it. And in a moment, they were on their way again as the rose turned away from the sea and began its long climb into the mountains. The warm sun and billowy breezes dried them as they went. I hope we reach Digitopolis soon, said Milo, thinking of the breakfast they hadn't eaten. I wonder how far it is. And so we reach the end of chapter 13. Solid chapter. I love the island of conclusions. Uh, uh, I, people are probably tired of hearing us say this, but this is the best chapter since all of the chapters before. Right? Us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, this this whole chapter, I think that uh, Juster did the whole thing just to build up to the swim in the sea of knowledge. The sea of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Where he says, "But I wouldn't worry too much about it, for you can swim all day in the sea of knowledge." And still come out completely dry. Yeah. Most people do. I think that actually ties in perfectly what we were talking about earlier. Just learning and like people teaching and, you know, just obtaining new knowledge. Right. And it is, it is just something that's... People, you, you have to, you have to immerse yourself in wanting to learn yeah right it, it, learning is not it's not a utility it's a necessity yes so if you do not immerse yourself in it it never becomes a part of you right which is why so many people remain willfully ignorant people are just happy to not well and no and, and because it's not easy 
Like, oh, it sucks. It, it comes easier to some people, but like when you don't know something, like spending the the days, or weeks, or months to learn it, it can be exhausting. But at the end of the day, when you finally, you know, uh, summit that mountain, it's totally worth it. Right. Well, and it's it's one of those things, though. Well, we, we, we constantly will get people... We, you get those cliches, right? Yeah. Like, you get the nerds that are, are completely out of shape and all they care about is is whatever they're nerds about, right? Right. Only care about cars, only care about computers, only care about whatever, whatever. Then you get jocks who are incredibly fit, but all they care about is being fit. And then you get spiritual people who all they care about is being spiritual, right? As a human being, you need a balance of all of those things. Yeah. You need to have a, a, a good relationship with things that you can't see. Like processes that you can't see. Like the fact that the, 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 the earth all functions on this giant cycle that none of us can fully comprehend or observe, but it all works. Right. And you're a part of that cycle and you need to appreciate and know that. So on some level, spirituality is good for us. Yeah. But only when it is balanced out with balanced intellectualism and a balanced body 100% and that's one of the things that Norton does he portrays very well is that Milo is is learning a lot of like a lot of very important things and yes it's very heavily levied in knowledge but he's also learning that it's important to do the work yourself to come to those conclusions to, to have a little bit of uh, appreciation for the wonder of things that you don't understand. Yeah. Right? So it's not just teaching... He's, he's not just talking about being an intelligent person. He's talking about being a well-balanced person. Yeah, absolutely. And the Island of Conclusions is... is it's interesting. Because it, he, he does so well with these allegories, right? Yeah. Where we, we, don't, we don't necessarily understand how much these things apply to us in our day-to-day life until we until you you hear it spelled out for you in such a simple way yeah yeah well because how often do people jump to conclusions often and we see that a lot especially with how politically and socially charged things are now yeah you get people who just jump to conclusions and get angry without any sort of knowledge or justification how how easy is it to hit share on a post for something that we personally have not verified, right. just because it emotionally charged us. Yeah, yeah. simple. Yeah, all too easy. All too easy. And I, I love, I love the the final note that Milo comes to, is that. But from now on, I'm going to make, I'm going to have a very good reason before I make up my mind about anything, because you can lose too much time jumping to conclusions. Cherry. And Jester has a note here. I didn't. I didn't read it before we, we got on, but I'll uh, I'll read it now. And because it, it's on that note of yeah. uh, not uh, jumping to conclusions, Milo is developing cognitively, leaving behind uh, Jean Piet's concrete operational stage, when awareness is largely limited to the impact of one's prior and current experiences, and entering the formal operational stage when abstract thought and long-term planning add immeasurably 
to the individual's ability to act purposely in the real world. Holy crap. Yeah. That's literally what we just got done talking yeah. about. <laughs> so for anybody who, who, who that might have, have been um, a little bit vague, these are, these are concepts. Uh, Jean Payette's concrete operational stage and the formal operational stage are, are points of, of intellectual cognitive development that people are supposed to go through. Yeah. And a lot of people never really make it past the concrete operational stage, right. which is supposed to be the stage of childhood, like okay. up to you're about 25. Yeah. That's when your, your brain is solidifying. And the formal operational stage, which is where we learn to use cognitive thinking to, to plan and operate things in our life. Yeah. And that's, and that's literally what we just got done talking about, is how he's learning to be a well-balanced person and learning that there's you, you don't benefit yourself or anyone else by jumping to conclusions. You don't benefit yourself or anyone else by, by making decisions purely off of what you felt at the time. Yeah. And that goes into so many different things, like whether, whether it's something small, like, oh, I'm going to... I'm just going to eat whatever I feel like today. I feel like having this. That is a conclusion that you've jumped to. Yeah. And it's usually it usually doesn't serve you well. And then you go beyond. Like, you see something on, on a social media that makes you angry. And your first reaction is to share it or engage with it in an angry way. Yeah. You've jumped to a conclusion. Whether you feel or think that you have all of the information or not, you responding out of emotional charged, uh, uh, emotionally charged Reaction. poignancy yeah. is is still a conclusion. You you're not making a, a cognitive decision because the when we when we're children we're very much controlled by our emotions, right? And we're learning, we're supposed to learn healthy ways of responding yeah. yeah responding and directing those feelings yeah you don't need to react on your emotions you need to be aware of your emotions and what is causing them and right. react according to that and what we're seeing here is that milo is Learning. he did he didn't actually have to have any sort of experience with jumping to a poor conclusion yeah but he's he's taken from this experience that jumping to conclusions is going to waste his time. Yeah, because he had to spend a very long time. Which, we're, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna bring this back. He was encouraged by his friend Time. They swam and swam and swam for what seemed like hours, and only Talk's firm encouragement kept Milo struggling through the icy water. Yeah. That's only awesome. the encouragement of his friendship with Time. Time, yeah kept him pushing through the water for those of you who are new who if for some reason are listening to this episode first <laughs> um, interesting choice yeah interesting choice listening to chapter uh, 13, 13 yeah. of the book but uh, we, <laughs> we 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 make a note in uh, a couple of the first episodes that Milo's power um, in this story in this adventure is his friendship with Tok, who is a figurative and literal representation of time. Yes. And how if you waste time, and Milo learns this early on, how if you waste time or you don't respect the time that you're given, 
it can lead to very bad things. Yes. And his early friendship with time, with Toph, yeah. um, ends up being his one of his greatest assets and allies throughout every one of his struggles and lessons on yeah. this adventure. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, well, that is the end of the chapter. Next, we have uh, another another chapter that you've probably forgotten about. Uh, we have uh, the 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 introduction into Digitopolis, where we meet a very interesting figure with a uh, very interesting shaped head. Huh. Yeah, I did actually. I I, I can't even recall it now. Uh, and this this chapter is a chapter about the importance and the importance of specificity but how specificity can also distract from the importance of the whole. Right. That should be fun. And we'll see a lot about that in our in our journey into Digitopolis. Right, right. Okay. Well, that, my friends, is the end of the adventure for today. For today. Uh, if you have not already checked out the rest of the podcast, you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, and wherever you get your fine podcasts, but listening through Spotify and through iTunes helps the show out the most. If you are enjoying the podcast, you can support uh, for a dollar over on Patreon and get it a week early. Uh, that helps to support the show as well as uh, other content that my brother and I make. Indeed. Um, actually, right now, most of it is going towards um, D&D content. So right. I, I just I just bought a bunch of the like the core rule books for D and D, so that we can uh, do more campaigns. It's D and D. But you get the podcast a week early, and you get into the D and D Discord, and you get the ability to uh, see the stories develop on the campaigns that are currently going on, as well as uh, get a chance to join into uh, the campaigns that will be going on. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything currently that you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can just check out my Instagram. Not not a whole lot going on social media-wise right now. Pretty much just due to the world. Right, being um, what it is. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll hop back on eventually. Uh, it's Sean 3 ns and cbash, S-E-A dot B-A-S-H. Um, and at the end of this series, when we're done with the book, you get an you get a chance to win an annotated copy of the book uh, that we're reading, The Phantom Tollbooth. Uh, we're going to put a poll together, and you'll be putting it on your Instagram. Yes, it will. Uh, at the Real Slim Jesus. Pretty uh, I'm sorry, at Real Slim Jesus on go. Instagram. Yeah. Um, so d- definitely a book worth owning if you don't can't pay for it or uh, you know don't want to. Uh, you can try to win one. Uh, and uh, I know that many people are still waiting for the read-throughs. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting them out. Um, there's a lot of sound engineering that goes into it. Um, and it also requires a good recording space and audio equipment. Um, still 100% planning on doing so. So uh, just be, be patient with me, if you will. Uh, otherwise... Um, Tune in next time for the continued journey of Milo and his comrades, uh, Talk and the Humbug, as they journey to return rhyme and reason to the kingdom of knowledge. So good. 
Just love the concept. Uh, right, and if you've never read the book before, you absolutely must. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, or go back to chapter one because we literally walk you through the entire. Yeah, book. I was like, you can you can listen through, um, but reading the book is a whole other experience. It like, really just is. Sitting with yourself and being in. And if you've got kids, it's a great book to read oh, to yeah, kids. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So fun illustrations. Uh, you can also subscribe to me on YouTube for lore and storytelling content as well as uh, things surrounding gaming and uh, film, television, history, mythology, all of those things. All the goodies. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram for non-storytelling related content. I do uh, my, my industry content over on Instagram. And of course, you can follow us both on TikTok at the Real Thick Users Two Qs, and at the Real Slim Users uh, No Qs. Nope. For uh, myself, and but one T. Yep. <laughs> Thank I you guys guess. so much for tuning in. Uh, I don't remember what our outro is. We need to stop yeah. going so long in between recordings of well, episodes. Hey, hey, look. We'll catch you next <laughs> chapter. Uh, uh, oh, I, I remember. Uh, thank you all for joining us for this aimless epic. <laughs> Stay bloodthirsty, my friends, and remember all hail, and we hope that you will be here the next time that we turn the page. <laughs>